is going to be here on the first. I want you to turn to your in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, 1 and 2. And I'm, I'm going to take you through a few things because here's the thing that I want you to understand this morning. I want you to understand this morning is we need to continually win the battle that is raging within and it's between your two ears. If you don't know what that is, it's your mind. We need to win the war of the mind. How many of you know you're at war? And what your thoughts are, the, 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 the battle that goes on within your mind will keep you, either launch you into your destiny with God or keep you from it. I love chapter, Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. Romans chapter 1 and 2, two um, I don't think I have that scripture for you today. Maybe I do later. But it's talking about living a holy sacrifice to the Lord, which is our reasonable act of service, Romans 12, 1. But then it says, do not be, what? Do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now today, I want us to focus on a specific aspect of that renewal. And I'm gonna tell you right now what it is. God is good. God is good. It's more than a, it's more than a, a phrase, it's, a, it's not a cliche, it's a reality, it's the basis of the gospel, which is the good news. God is good. And it's key, it's key to staying in the flow of the right mindset towards all of life. Matter of fact, when you focus on the goodness of God, it actually means that I don't have bad days. I have bad situations I have to walk through, but I don't have a bad day because on the inside and what I know is a firm foundation of my life is God is good and I am his child. So it doesn't matter. Here's the thing. I'm giving you my message right here. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. All things can come to you, but on the inside, nothing is moving this truth. God is good. Whew. He's always in a good mood. He wants to heal. I want you to know something. God doesn't bring sickness. If he did, he'd be a child abuser. The enemy brings sickness. God brings healing. So if you have sickness to say, God brought me sickness, no, no, uh-uh. But God will bring you healing. Now, some people he chooses to heal right now. Some people it's a process. There's a, it, it, to each one it's different. We have some in our church that have been getting healed instantaneously, and then there's those others that are in a process. Thank God for process, because in process, he actually does something in us that without the trial, we could not experience growth. So the Bible says to consider it all joy when these trials come to you. Why? 
because God doesn't like to leave us the same. He's a good father. What does a good father do? He encourages us, and sometimes there's things that we go through. So what's going to happen is, what's going to happen is, is we go through the trial. In order to go through the trial, uh, God is in the trial. God is in those situations because he's forming in us that character. And I want us to look at Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. It says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and uh, like uh, I, I was using the message just now, I'm gonna, this is the living Bible. If you want favor with both God and man, how many want favor with both God and man? If you want favor with both God and man and a reputation for good judgment and common sense, then trust the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself. In everything you do, put God first, and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Amen. Hallelujah. A brilliant author, John Cavanaugh, went to the work of the missionary uh, in Calcutta and uh, the, the late great Mother Teresa, and he went because he was seeking clarity as for his life and the best way to spend the rest of his life. And he's hoping to get this download from Mother Teresa. And on the first morning, he met Mother Teresa. She asked, what can I do for you? And he says, well, I, I want you to pray for me. Well, what do you want to pray, me to pray for? And she, he says, I, 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 want you to pray for, I want you to pray for me for clarity. And she says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pray for your clarity. And when he asked her why, she said, clarity is the last thing you're clinging to and you must let go of. When John commented uh, uh, that she was always seemed to have clarity and, she, and he longed for that clarity, you've got this clarity. She goes, no, I've never had clarity. What I've always had was a trust in God. So I will always trust in the Lord. Faith does not come from striving. Faith comes from surrender. Mark chapter 12, verse 30, it says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. God is always looking for the sacrifice of the heart. Why? We believe by having a yielded heart. Faith comes from the heart, not the mind. How many of you know this, that the mind makes a terrible master, but it makes a wonderful slave? I said the mind makes a terrible master. How many of you know that your mind can interrupt a lot of situations? It can bring confusion, especially if it's dwelling on the wrong information. And so if your mind is not renewed, and that's the purpose of it, the purpose, the purpose of the renewing of the mind is that we come into alignment with the the Word of God, so that it brings conviction of heart. There's a lot of things that God does in our life. Have you recognized them, Cindy? I mean, uh, Crystal? Have you recognized them? Michael? There's a lot of things in our, in our life that God brings to us that blows our mind, that educates our mind, that God does. 
How many of you know that God does, the Bible says he does far more than we ask or think? Of course, we ask and we come into alignment with the Word of God and His Word is the standard and His Word is what we declare. But in that, there's this open realm of the impossibilities of God moving mountains that blows our mind. Why? God is good. God is good. Turn to somebody next to you, tell them, God is good. (laughs) He's so good this morning. Oh, the joy of knowing the goodness of God. The joy that we should have knowing that God is good. It should give us the greatest confidence, the greatest boldness to do anything and everything that he's asking us to do. There is no mountain high, too high for us to climb. There's not too valley that I cannot go through because God is good. Faith comes from the heart, not from the mind. If we are going to live a surrendered life to God, it will be with a faith that is constantly growing. How do you know that you're surrendered? You have a total dependence on God. Faith is out of this world. It is firmly anchored in the nature and the presence and the promises of God based on His character All of his characters based from this, he is good. As we learn to come before him in all while while knowing we are accepted by him, we will grow in great faith. Faith is not a product separate from him, but instead it's because of him. Faith is what sticks to us. I like this. Faith is what sticks to us from encountering the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. Can you say that with me? God is faithful. I wish we could spend a a, a five-minute break and say, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As you have been, you forever will be. Great is your faithfulness. Oh. Give me a hundred voice choir right now in an orchestra. Let's do it. Uh, I miss that. I love that. Great is your faithfulness. Every person has been given a measure of faith. When that faith is used to enjoy God and his wonders, our confidence in him increases. I want to say that again. Listen to that. When that faith is used to enjoy God and his wonders, guess what happens? we begin to grow in our faith. How many of you, my daughter comes in, and this happens, I've learned to stay away from her in the morning. I'm talking about Brittany. (laughs) Not because of any other reason. I love her to death. She's amazing. Isn't she an amazing worship leader? There's anointing on her life. There's albums. That when she gets done messing around with other stuff, she's got to create. Encouragement, actually. But here's what I was going to say. She comes in ready to go to work. I'm ready to go to the office. And I go, and, and before I know it, I'm giving her a hug, and she's wearing Can-Can. 
And that is so stinking strong. Can, can. And I think she must go through two bottles a week. Because a half of that bottle is all, it's perfume. Can, can is perfume, okay. Perfume. Her perfume called Can, can. I think she gets there and the dogs that she grooms are like, that's a lot of perfume. But anyways, <laughs> you give her a hug and I smell like Can, can the rest of the day. It's just not, it's just going to happen. I smell like can-can because I hug my daughter. Just so, when you get with God and you get into that place with Him and you get next to Him and you hug Him and He hugs you, guess what? You're going to take Him with you. You smell different. You look different. There's something about you. What is this about you? I, I've just been hugged by the goodness of God. All my life, he's been faithful. All my life, he's been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I'll declare the goodness of God. Faith is really nothing more or less than being confident in who he is. And the result of that is confidence. Is that his confidence is increased faith. Faith is fastened to his character. Faith is fastened to his nature. He is good. And everything he does is good for our good. He thinks about us. He loves us. The Bible says that more that 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 uh, nothing can separate us from His love. He also says that He fashioned us. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. He, there's so many details in our lives. There's they're too numerous to count of how much. And when He made you, how many of you know He did not like not having you, so He made you. He didn't like not having you. How many of you know he's the giver of life? And the Bible says he has a purpose for every life. And when you come in tune with the purpose through Jesus Christ, that means the heavens begin to open. And as you flow in the goodness, the reality of the goodness of God, it gives you the actual understanding that God is good I'm his child, and everything that I'm walking through in life as he orders my steps is for my good, and therefore I can be confident of the mountain in front of me if I speak to it, and it's in the way of what God wants me to do. I can declare to it, and God will remove it. Second Timothy 1.7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Second Timothy 1.7 in the Passion Translation, this is a great way to say it. For God will never give you the spirit of fear. I want you to say that with me. For God will never give you the spirit of fear. But what does he give you? 
but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. I believe that the self-control comes in every situation when you're rooted and grounded in the revelation that God is good. So therefore, I can have self-control. That no matter what happens, no matter what storm is blowing like Hurricane Dorian at a level five, even if my nation is getting blown apart, the Bahamas, I am standing strong in the Lord because he is good. Is anybody hearing a little of this message yet this morning? God will never give you the spirit of fear, ever. God isn't the one who comes to shake your soul with fear. But this is what God has placed with this. Power, love, sound mind. I love Isaiah 26, 3. Love this passage. You will keep him, Father, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because they trust in you. Where's your trust this morning? Who are you trusting? Are you trusting in how things appear? Are you trusting in friends? Are you trusting in position? Are you trusting, what are you trusting in? The anchor should always be the Father and His love, His goodness. Your goodness is coming after, is coming after me. Your goodness. Do you remember singing that this morning? Surely goodness and mercy, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you can hear me okay. Surely goodness and mercy shall pursue me, literally overcome me, overwhelm me all the days of my life, and I shall live in the house of the Lord. Why? Because I am a son of the living God. All right, I got other things to encourage you with this morning. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep them in perfect peace. What is God's desire for you? To live in perfect peace every part of every moment of every day. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Why? Because God is good. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Why? That is an encounter. That is someone who had an encounter with the goodness of God. And therefore, I rejoice always, and I pray without ceasing, and I give thanks in everything because God is good. Intimidation and the spirit of fear will show up in things that you face, but God's power is within you. His love overwhelms you. His, he gives you a sound mind to walk in every situation. So what the enemy will try to do to intimidate you is to back out of situations. Instead, God says, no, no, no. I want you to go through them because I'm with you. I'm with you. We're going to the other side. Turn to somebody and say with me, God is going to go with you to the other side. 
I will never leave you or forsake you. I am with you. I am good. I am your father. Matter of fact, the Bible says that you as fathers, you know how to give good gifts to your kids. But how much more does your father give good gifts to you? He knows your beginning. He knows your ending. He knows all the things in between. And I am good. And you can trust me. If you're trusting anything else this morning, if your trust is, is over here and over there, and it's, let me tell you something, get laser beam focus on your trust and say, I will trust God and I will trust him alone. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. So that tells us then that disappointment and bad theology killed the dreams in his people. Yes, the enemy will bring intimidation and try to bring a spirit of fear. Situations and difficulties will come and try to do the same. But I propose to you this morning that the greatest enemy to walking in peace is the gray matter between your ears. Yes, we have a real enemy, but let me tell you something. Your meditations, your contemplations, your focus of what you think about on a regular basis is either going to launch you into your destiny or it's going to defeat you and where you stand. It changes your perspective when you recognize the greatness and the goodness of God. It changes your perspective. You don't look at mountains the same way. You say, I can climb that. In the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Most of the fears and the anxieties that we face come from within a mind that isn't fastened to the truth of the goodness of God and who we are in Him. The truth realized of the goodness of God in your life will literally break the power of thinking to become a stronghold that leads to fear and walking in defeat. For we have not given that, God hasn't given us that, but power, let's go back to it, love and a sound mind. Can you say amen? When the foundation of your life is based upon the fact that God is good, it doesn't matter what comes your way. It doesn't matter how daunting the circumstances. It doesn't matter the conflict in the family. It doesn't matter the heart condition. It doesn't matter the situation. God is greater. It doesn't matter if I've never done that before. God is greater. God is good. It doesn't matter if I've never spoken before a, a ten people, much less a thousand. God is good. He will provide. He will make a way where there's no way. He'll give you the spirit to do what you need to do. I've never started a business before. So what? Start it. What are you waiting for? I've never done that before. So what? If God's called you to do it and he's a good God, he's going to direct you you got to break out of the old and into the new. Behold, I do a new thing. Can't you see it? When you get into the presence of the almighty God and you recognize, oh, Father, you are so good. Great is your faithfulness. God, that faithfulness of God sticks to you and you walk out of that situation and you say, for, for with, in God all things are possible to them who believe. It's in the intimacy of our walk with God. It's in that intimacy that our faith grows. And we don't begin to see that's not possible. That's not possible. We begin to say, no, that is possible. That will happen. Let me just finish. Let me, let me, let me give you a couple more thoughts. Let me give you a couple scriptures about the goodness of God. You want a couple of them? Get ready to write them down. Psalm 145, 8. 
The Lord is great in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all. The, the Lord is good to all and his mercies. Psalm, Psalm 119.68, you are good and do good. Teach me your statues. It says in Nahum 1.7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. He knows you. He knows you. I love this one, Psalm 103. I'm going to say it quickly, 8 through 13. Follow with me as I read it. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger, for, uh, uh, keep, keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. How many are glad for that? Yeah. Nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has as he removed our transgressions from us, just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Yes! It says in Psalm 711, if you then being evil, I mentioned this earlier, how to give good gifts to your children, you know how, even though being evil, how much more will your father who is in heaven give you what is good to those who ask him? One of my mentors from afar Bill Johnson, he said this, he said, the greatest gift we can ever give ourselves is to anchor our intellect and will into the strongest foundation possible into the goodness of God. You know, from the Bible says that from all the ages to come, talking about after this life, all the ages to come, that's a long time, that's a lot of time, that's a lot of ages, we are going to be discovering the goodness of God. If you will, what we're dealing, what we have with the grace Jesus saved us, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son, for loving us so much. And you sent your Son that we would, He would die, that we might live, and then He was resurrected. His grace, that's like the hors d'oeuvre to the meal. For ages to come, we're going to be understanding more with greater clarity. You see, when we get to heaven, we're not going to know everything. We're still going to be in a learning process. The Bible says from ages to come, we're going to be discovering the goodness and the grace of God in greater measure. The Bible says in Psalm 27, 13, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. When truth moves from concept, our mind, to a conviction of heart, it affects our behavior. If you have things in your mind but are not released through your life, it's information that has not been applied. And so you can get in a good disagreement with people. You can get in arguments with that lifestyle, but you don't bring impartation to the situation. Impartation is walked out information that God gives you. Now you walk with impartation as you speak about what you say. Anybody hearing me? Otherwise, you just carry scripture without impartation. 
impartation is actually a walking out of information that God gives you. So now I'm a liver of the word and not just a hearer. In that, we begin to step out in the goodness of God and see people transformed. I love what God's doing in Kimberly. I love what God's doing in you. I love what God's doing in Stephen. Notice that said Stephen. I love what God's doing in Lois. You know what God began to say to Lois? What do you mean I can't heal you? What do you mean I don't want to heal you? You're my treasure. I love you. She and I had a conversation this week. Her life said, you're not loved. She remembered from her ex-husband demeaning words that were hanging on into her psyche. She was hearing words that God wasn't saying, but someone spoke to her. So therefore, she was living out what God, someone spoke to her and not hearing what the Father is saying, I love you. Why do you go through sozo to break those things off? So now she's hearing her father's heart. I love you. How does that make your day now, Lois? Are you on another plane now? Yeah. It's like, God loves me. God heals me. God has a plan for me. And I'm flowing from this goodness, from the goodness of God. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. In other words, I would have despaired. That, that, that tells us a few things. That despair only arises in the absence of the awareness of the God's goodness. We despair in our mind when we lose track that God is good and that He's for me and He's not against me and I'm His child. That's the only time we despair. When we lose our laser focus that God is good, now we despair. Our faith only explores what is revealed to us in the realm called the goodness of God. Your faith will only explore where you know He's good. Let's explore this. The revelation of God's goodness, let me tell you something, is an invitation for us to do something, to explore more, to explore faith, to step out and be, break up. Let me just tell you what's classic. Here's classic. Here's classic. It's not bad. It's just classic. What's classic? Go to church, be a good moral person, share my faith occasionally with a neighbor, but there is no sense of shaping the course of history. That's normal. It's classic. But there's no earth-shaking, moving mindset, which the goodness of God actually opens us up to. A great dream, a God-giving dream. God is the giver of dream that we carry, that we can go after. Why? Because he's good. So we pursue things that are way beyond us. Why? Because he's good.
literally Psalm 27, 13, is the Old Testament version of the New Testament, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. And that says in the Passion Translation, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are His lovers who are called, have been called to fulfill His design purpose. When we live with the burning revelation of the goodness of God, there's a realm of exploration that we owe Him in expecting and dreaming big. Right, Steve? N, Steve, Ben? You know, there's a lot of people. The church is, we are people of His presence. All around the world today, there are people that are gathering around a sermon. But the children of Israel gathered around his presence. When you get into his presence and you focus on his presence and you live in his presence, then you begin to carry and you're overshadowed by the one who is the miracle-working God. I believe this. I believe that Peter was so in tune with the Spirit, and he was so overshadowed by the Spirit that his shadow is what healed those he walked by. It's about his presence. And in his presence, anything can happen. It's in that place of intimacy. He says, if you abide in me and my word, what is abiding? Being people of his presence. Abiding there, remaining there. This isn't a come to Sunday morning only, which is totally appropriate. This is a lifestyle of walking, talking, Holy Spirit is here. I'm careful to protect the presence of God wherever I go. You won't find me listening to this, talking like this. You'll find me declaring the Word of God, giving life, seeing people set free, seeing a Muslim come to know Jesus on a Saturday. (laughs) Because I lifted up the name of Jesus and I was obedient to be there. Jesus. Can we say the name? Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Oh, to take him at his word. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you, how I live, how I proved you more and more. Jesus, Jesus, my precious Jesus, help me to trust you more and more. (laughs) 
there is a dream. The dream giver is here to give good gifts to his children this morning. I want you to arise. Let's rise. Let's stand up. The goodness of God must be seen in the size of the dreams of his people. He's so good. So here's, I, I want to release something over you. With, I just want to release something over you this morning, over your lives that God will release to each one of us to enlarge the capacity of the dreaming outside of what is expected of us, outside of what's become normal to dream. Some of you, you're like, Pastor Nolan, come on. I'm like 65. I'm not thinking about dreaming. I'm thinking about just kind of getting by. Hey, I'm 70. I'm 75. Hey, you know, that's for somebody else. Let me just say this. It's never too late to get a God-sized dream, no matter what size that God-sized dream is. It's never too late. I want to release this to you this morning. Can we just, you ready? Can you just, right now, in Jesus' name, Father, I release over these amazing men and women, your children. Father, I pray that you will release to each one of us, Holy Spirit, come and enlarge the capacity for dreaming outside of what is expected of us and outside of what's become normal. I pray for earth shakers, atmosphere movers to be raised up in this house, into this community, that every part of society in this city from this house will be impacted because people grabbed hold of the dream and they rose up in faith knowing that my father is a good God. He's a good father. I pray in Jesus' name, I break off words over their lives that people have spoken to them in the name of Jesus of I can't, you can't, you never will. I break it off in the name of Jesus now. I speak healing and a change of mindset that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and flow from the goodness of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want us to do one more thing before we leave. Some of you need to come in prayer. Some of you are here. You need to get right with Jesus. This is your day. <laughs> Why wait? Why wait? If you don't know where you will spend eternity, I asked a friend of mine, I asked a, he's now a dear friend of mine. He came into this house one day. His name's John Madalena. There was a time he came in seeking because someone, my mom, told him about Jesus. He came in seeking because he says, if God can heal her, I want to know this God. He was his, her nuclear technician. He walks into this house. At the end of service, I said, John, do you know where you'd go? 
if you were to die today? Do you want to know where you want to? Do you know want? Do you want to know where you'd be for sure that you would be with Jesus if you died today? Be in heaven. Be with the Father. Yeah, absolutely. He prayed that prayer that day. Got in. Got. He's growing. He's. He's now one of our core leaders at the church. He's right back there. Wave at everybody, John. Now set on a new plane, seeing change in his family. He's an encourager to his grandchildren. And wherever he goes, he and his wife tell people the good news. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus, today's your day. You don't know where you're going to spend eternity. You want to begin this relationship with the goodness of God. Today's your day. You're hearing this because he's good and he loves you. If you need healing in your body, come. But I want us to do something right before we leave. Psalm, I mean, Proverbs 18, 21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. Those who love it, eat its fruits, will eat its fruits. If you will, I've made a few declarations. I want if you trust me to say this, first of all, I'm replacing lies I have believed about God's goodness with truth. We're also going to declare my thoughts and emotions are firmly anchored in the goodness of God. God is a good father. His goodness is extravagant to me. I live in the glory of God and the manifest presence of Jesus. His glory and power will flow through my life. Do you have confidence to make that declaration? Okay, so I'm going to lead you in it. Remember, life and power in the tongue, you can declare, begin to declare the truth every day in your life. So here we go. First one, I am replacing lies. I have believed about God's goodness. I'm replacing it with the truth. My thoughts and emotions are firmly anchored in the goodness of God. In the name of Jesus, let it be so. God is a good father. His goodness is extravagant to me. Just right now, I want you just to open up your arms and just say, Father, I thank you. I receive your extravagant love. I am loved by you. I'm not rejected. Here's another one. I live, I live in the glory of God. Say it. And the manifest presence of Jesus. Last one, his glory and power flow through me. So, Father, help us to get beyond knowledge and into impartation, to not just be a hearer of the word, but actually walk out what we're walking, hearing today, based on the revelation of your goodness for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come to minister to you. So if you have anything we haven't declared or shared or in your body that's going on, come and get prayer before you go. God bless you.